Tonight we're going to talk about two things. Number one, a choice. What a choice is, what it means, why we do it, and how it affects our life. All of us have made a choice, at least one today. We got up, we got out of bed, came to church this morning, came to church tonight, decided what we were going to have for lunch, what shirt we were going to wear, what tie we were going to wear, it doesn't matter, but we've all made a choice. And tonight, when we get through this lesson, this sermon about the Lord, I'm going to ask you about your choice. You make them every day, all day, right? And we're going to think about that while we go through this lesson. I want you to think about how a choice is personal. You make them yourself. Nobody forces you to make your choices. They're powerful. They impact our path as we go forward. They're daily. Every day we get up, we have to decide what choice am I going to make. Right? And they're influential. Our decisions impact the ones around us. My mother drove a 1989 or 94 black Lincoln and hauled two kids to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night. Don't tell me your decisions aren't impactful to others. All right? So I want you to think about those choices you make every day. All right? Now, if you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to Matthew chapter 11. We're going to do Matthew chapter 11, verses 28, 29, and 30. I'll give you a minute while you get there. Matthew 11, verses 28, 29, and 30. They're written in red in my Bible, and if yours has any other letter than KJV on the binder, to get rid of it. Get you another one. Verse 28, Matthew chapter 11. My study Bible calls this the great invitation. It starts like this. The Lord, letters in red, the Lord saying, come unto me. All. This is the whosoever. This is the all. If you were here on Wednesday night, you missed one, but we talked about the all. We're talking about the all. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, a couple of things we want to think about in these couple of verses. Number one, the Lord is having an invitation. He is not forcing this on us and he is saying, everybody who's in the world, everybody, they all, the whosoever, I'm inviting you to come unto me. I'm going to offer something that the world can't offer you. You're going to come to me and you're going to have things which are laborious, things that you put on yourself. You're also going to be heavy laden, things that the world puts upon you. And I'm going to help you with those things. I'm not going to take care of them, fix them for free. I'm not going to have, give you a perfect life. I'm saying I'm going to help with you. Right? I'm a helper. You're going, to be, you're going to come unto me and we're going to be yoked together. Right. Now, we're in southern Ohio. We all know what a yoke is. Now, I told my wife I was going to preach on a yoke. And she said, what's an egg got to do with the Bible? And I said, nope, spelled the other way, right? So a yoke, for those of us who aren't familiar, is a big, broad beam that goes across the back of an oxen. One oxen on the right, run off, one oxen on the left, and a big, broad beam that goes across them. And then it's got two loops. One goes under each neck of each oxen. Now, 
we're going to think about what he means by taking up his yoke tonight and why it's important to understand this piece, this instrument of use. Number one, it's a fitting yoke. When you fit a yoke to a pair of oxen, you don't fit two young oxen who have never worked together before. You've got an old oxen who is strong and trained and knows exactly what he's doing. And you saddle him up right next to a young boy, young kid who has no idea what he's doing. And what they'll do is they'll take that, they'll take that ox, they'll put him in the yoke, and then they'll fit that yoke. They put these blocks of wood in there to make sure it fits right around his neck. Right? That's exactly what the Lord's talking about with this yoke. He says, I know you don't know what I know. I know you're not as strong as me. I know you can't do what I do but you're going to be yoked to me and I'm going to make it a fitting yoke. It's going to fit just right. It's going to fit and it's going to fit just how you need. It's not going to be uncomfortable and you're going to be able to have useful service for me and exactly how you, how you need to be. It's a fitting yoke. The Lord is going to fit it just for you every single time. Psalm 139 says, I will praise thee for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works and that my soul knoweth right well. Each of our yokes is different. The Lord has known us since the beginning of time, and he'll know us to the end of time. He knows exactly what we need, and he will fit that yoke at your time of need exactly how you need it. When you think about this verse and you say, I'm going to be yoked to the Lord, I'm going to take his yoke, you've got to remember he's doing it because it's good for you, and he's going to fit it just right. Number two, it's a willing yoke. Anybody who has ever handled oxen or put a yoke on them will, will know you don't put a yoke on an oxen that doesn't want it. Right? If you ever tried, you're worse for the wear. Jesus will not force his self on any man or his purpose or his service on anybody who's been saved. The Lord wants a willing heart. Right? He wants us to understand that he loves us more than anybody could ever define. He wants us to know he, he knows us, he cares for us, he knows every need we could possibly have, and he knows what's best for us. But he will not force his hand on anybody. If you're looking for help from the Lord, or if you need to be saved tonight, the Lord will only offer. It's a willing yoke. You have to be willing to realize what you need from that yoke and come to the Lord. Number three, it's a changing yoke, right? I'm 38 years old. I've been saved a long time. My yoke right now, this year in 2022, as a preacher of the gospel, is different than it was when I was seven years old. My yoke has changed over time. Now, the Bible says in Ephesians 4, 14 through 16, henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind and doctrine by the slight of man and cunning craftiness, whereby thy lie in wait, but speaking the truth in love may grow up in him in all things which is the head, even Christ. When I'm a young person in Christ, when I'm a babe in Christ, I'm drinking the milk. And as I grow, I grow in the gospel. I grow as a Christian. That yoke changes with time. The Lord says, you know what, I'm going to take those stabilizers off the yoke. You can carry more weight now. You can be in more service for me. You can plow straight. You can do this. You can do that, right? Our yoke is changing over time. But I'll tell you what doesn't change. Jesus Christ says he's the same today and forever. The Lord is our steadfast companion underneath this yoke. He's right here beside me. I change over time. He stays the same. 
right? And he's fitting that yoke so I can work for him and be in good service for him over time. That's what that yoke's going to do for me. It's a binding yoke. You put two oxen in a yoke, they can't reach up there and undo it. Right? If we make the choice every day to get up and say, I'm going to be yoked with the Lord today, it's a binding yoke. We are connected. We are side by side. I am literally walking hand in hand, step, stride with the Lord if I want to. Right? That's how a yoke works. He's there. He's beside me. Now, if I kick against it, I'll have a long, hard day. Right? But that is a binding yoke. The Lord is going to guide me, help me, pull the bulk of the weight. He's going to tell me how to plow that field, and we're going to do everything together. The Lord loves me, and he knows what's best. And if I'm willing to pick up the yoke, it's going to be good for me, and it's going to bind me to the Lord. It's a leading yoke. The yoke allows the Lord to lead. The way that yoke works you put two oxen side by side, like we said, we've got the Lord on one side. He is trained and knows what's best. That oxen knows exactly what to do, and then you got me. A little bit old, a little gray hair, a little bit overweight, probably never done it before. What am I going to do? I'm going to walk side by side the Lord, and he's going to show me exactly how to do it. He's pulling most of the weight. He's leading me along life's journey in good service for the Lord. It's a leading yoke. And if we make that choice to be yoked to the Lord, he will lead us every day. James 4.10 says, humble ourselves in the Lord and he shall lift us up. John 13.15 says, for I've given you an example that you should do as I have done. You get yoked with the Lord in a binding manner, you'll never want to be unyoked. It'll, it, I'm telling you right now, it'll, it'll change your life. <laughs> You'll look at the world a different way. That binding yoke with the Lord will allow you to focus, cast off everything else, right? And just work with the Lord and be of good service. It's a binding yoke and the Lord wants to be bound with you. It's a leading yoke. He wants to lead you along life's way. Now, it's a light yoke. That's what the Bible says. Jeremiah in the Old Testament talks about two yokes, a wooden yoke and an iron yoke, right? You break the wooden yoke, you pick up the iron. We're all yoked by something, right? You walk through life every single day. Now, if you're saved, doesn't mean you can't be yoked by something else, right? You can be burdened down, laden, covered up, can't hardly lift your head because you've got something else going on, Right? But this is a light yoke. First Peter 5 says, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of, the God, of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. God doesn't promise a perfect life, but he does promise help. He promises that light yoke. Right? Now, this verse started with saying, All you who labor and are heavy laden. God doesn't promise there won't be any weight doesn't promise you that you don't have to stand up in front of a church and be nervous and read words written in red and try to do the best job you can do. But what he does say is, I'll help you. And he'll help you if you'll bind to the Lord. If you'll be yoked with the Lord, he will do it. It will be a light yoke. It's a meaningful and purposeful yoke. You get yoked with the Lord 
Saddle up next to him underneath that yoke and your life will be purposeful and meaningful. There are people who go through life every single day, tossed to and fro, nothing leading them, nothing guiding them. A great example is what we see inside the county with the drug problem and all the other things going on. You get yoked with the Lord and it will give you a meaningful and purposeful life. He will guide you. He will help you. you will be, you'll let go of your burdens and cast them on, on the Lord and you'll be help other people carry their burdens. You'll become a better Christian, a better mother, a better father. You'll have a purposeful life if you only yoke yourself to the Lord. It's a directional yoke. Yoke only works in one direction. Right? Can't go backwards in a yoke. Doesn't work like that. You get yoked with the Lord. Luke 9, 62 says, And Jesus said unto him, No man having put his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. I promise you tonight, at the end of this service, they'll sing a song. And when they sing that song, you think about the directional yoke. You think about how you want to work for the Lord, drive for the Lord, and how it really only works in one direction. You can't get in and out of the yoke. <clears throat> if you're going to work for the Lord, you've got to go the way he goes. You've got to go the way he leads. You try to back out of the yoke, it'll hurt. Right? You try to kick against the yoke, you hurt somebody else. You won't plow straight. You won't have a good service. You won't have a meaningful, purposeful life. That yoke only works in one direction. You get in the service for the Lord. Number one, I'll give you this for free. If you've never been in the service of the Lord, and I don't care what it is, I don't care if it's sweeping the church, blowing off the driveway here at the church, if it's singing in the choir, if it's preaching behind the pulpit, if it's teaching Sunday school class, you get in the meaningful service for the Lord, and you get in that directional yoke, and you'll never regret it. It'll, it'll change your life. You'll be closer to God every day, you'll learn from Him every day, and as you go in that direction... You'll just walk with him stride by stride. You'll get a different yoke as you grow and God will help you along the way. Last, you can only wear one yoke. If you've ever seen a picture of a pair of oxen, they don't have multiple yokes on. They got one. That's it. You can't wear two yokes. If you're lukewarm, the Lord will spit you out. I'm just telling you right now, you're trying to, if you try to wear the yoke of the world, you can't wear the yoke of God. You can only wear one, and that's where the choice comes in, like we started. You've got a choice tonight. If you're saved, you've got to take off your burdens. You've got to take off that heavy heavy laden, that baggage you're carrying, I don't care what it is. Is it sickness? Is it depression? Is it family? Is it this? Is it that? Is it the job I don't like? Is it all the concerns of the world that I worry about? You've got to let go of them. You've got to take them off because you can only put on one yoke. Right? If you're unsaved, Satan has you and you're bound to him. You're in an iron yoke, as Jeremiah would say. You've got to take that off and the only person who can take it off is Jesus Christ. He loves you. He loves you. God loves you more than you could possibly know. And he wants to be yoked with you more than you could possibly imagine. And he's got a life for you that you can't even think of in service for him. You ask anybody, Brian, Cal Ray, any old saint of God, would they do it again? They were yoked for the Lord for so long. 
If you had a chance to do it over, would you do it again? They'll all say yes. They'll all say yes. The day that I got yoked with the Lord changed my life is what they'll tell you. The day I committed, even if I was saved, the day I committed to working with the Lord, to yoke up with him every single day when I made that choice, I was going to study every morning, read my Bible every day, come to church services, right? Teach my kids, pray before dinner, be a witness at work. The day they did that, their life changed and they'll never go back. Verse 28 says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. These verses start with an invitation. The Lord's calling. He's standing at the door and knock. It's here in the red letters. It's the same today as it was then. It'll be the same in the millennia in the future as it is right now. He is the I am that I am. He was, he was, he is, he is, he will be, he will be. And he'll still stand there and knock. The problem is, is you may run out of time. But he won't force himself on anybody, right? This is an invitation to come unto him. Second, and we're almost done, is the recognition. The Lord can stand there and knock all day long. He can say, I love you, I care for you. He can send people in your life, tell you all those great things. But until we get into a state and we recognize that we're yoked by something else, that we are heavy laden, that we are burdened down, we'll never accept that yoke of the Lord. We'll never be bound to him. Second Timothy says in verse number one, uh, second Timothy one, verse number seven, for the Lord has not given us a spirit of fear, but power and love and of a sound mind. The Lord does not want you to go through life burdened down, heavy laden and laborious. He wants you to have a victorious life bound to him. And he's saying all those things that can bind you, sadness, sickness, depression, all the things, all the cares of the world. He says, I didn't give those to you. That's a Satan. I'm giving you the help. I'm offering my yoke. I've given you a sound mind with power and love. John 14, 1 says, let not not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Lord plainly tells us not to be worried and not to be troubled. John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, but I give unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let your heart be afraid. Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my strength and my life. Whom shall I be afraid? There is no reason we should walk through life and be labored down and burdened. There is no reason we should have any other yoke that doesn't fit, that's going the wrong direction, right? All the things that we talked about tonight, because the Lord is offering his yoke if we'll only take it up. Now, choice, where we started. If we choose to accept the yoke, we can learn from God, we'll find rest. That yoke is easy. And the burden is light. It's exactly what it says. He, I guarantee the Lord is right. Those letters in red won't change. He'll say, I will help you. I will walk with you. I will carry your burdens. I will guide you. We'll be bound together and your life will change. I love you. God loves you. I love you. Come walk with me. Everything that we've talked about tonight. But you have to make the choice. Do I trust in God enough as a safe person even? To leave the things that I'm trusting in on myself. I can fix this problem myself. I'm going to rely on my own yoke. 
I'm going to drive my own plow. I'm going to plow my own furrow. I can do it myself, Lord. Leave it up to me. That's your choice if you're saved tonight. Will you take that off? Will you leave those things behind? I got a whole list of them here. Depression, sadness, guilt, fear, family, pride, greed, your past, the law, as in the Old Testament. I'm trying to work my way to heaven. Or sin, the greatest joke of all. If you're unsaved here, you got a choice as well. But yours is straightforward. It's only one direction. God loves you. He wants to meet with you. He wants to save you. He died on the cross for you. He loves you more than anybody you can possibly imagine. He wants to spend eternity with you in heaven. And he wants to yoke with you. But he won't even yoke with you until you're saved. Right? And he is inviting you with that choice. Take that other yoke off. Put mine on on. Come, come on into salvation. I love you. I'm waiting on you. And they're going to sing a song. Right? And then we're going to be faced with that choice. Now the choice is up to you. The Lord will never force himself on anybody. And he waits for you. He waits with that yoke. He says, I'll take your burden. I'll carry your weight. I'll do everything for Just, just come unto me and learn how good I am. Because I'd love to show you. But I won't force myself upon you. That choice is yours tonight.